0: Welcome to the Life Melbourne podcast. We're so glad you're joining us for another hope-filled message. We pray that you're encouraged by this powerful Word from our Sunday service. Great to have you connected. We're going to take a moment to pray today and we're going to believe that as we come around God's Word, that God's presence is going to fill our hearts, going to fill the time that we have together and in this new series that all of us will gain again clarity and confirmation and security that God is in the middle of every season. God is super powerful. In fact, even right now, there's a moment where I feel the Holy Spirit is encouraging people. I know that I've needed to be encouraged this week that, you know what, God is God. And we might not have all of the things happening that we wanna have happening, but that doesn't change who He is. And God is gonna come through. God always comes through. Father, we thank you as we are sitting in our lounge rooms, we are watching on a screen, we are even a part of the small team here in the auditorium, your presence and clarity will come today. I pray that you'll enable me to bring your heart for us to make sure we got the right focus happening. And in the series, there will be a disempowering of what the enemy is attempting to do. And we will stand with great security and great understanding that, God, You're going to use every single season to bring about a kingdom growth. We thank You for that. Holy Spirit, lead us, we pray. Bless those in our families. Bless those that we work with. Bless those that are a part of our lives and journey. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. Can you say amen to that? That's awesome. Well, thank you, team. Appreciate it your input and uh, pretty excited. As I said, I, I think this title is a great title. What in hell is happening? What do you think right now is taking place in the enemy's home? Do you think that there is again, clarity, or do you think there is a time even within his own ranks of shaking? And it is true. We've been talking about this season called COVID that has brought many unexpected challenges and we're not through them all yet. What I do know is that it doesn't change who God is. It doesn't alter how we should be operating in life. And these unexpected shifts that are coming our way is a time where I believe we're going to go back to God's Word. And we've got to get clarity from God's perspective. Uh, you know, again, I'm hearing things every week here in New Zealand, at least, and I know it's across the Tasman, but people are going, you know, I just don't know what's happening with the government. I don't know what all this control is about. I think a lot of it comes out of a sense where we are wanting to really know that uh, this is the right thing and all of these kinds of things are taking place. And of course, people are saying to me all the time, Papa P, how do you read it? And I go, well, all I know, what I do know strongly is that God is in control. And I think this is something that we're missing is that God is getting us ready. God is getting us ready for the greatest move that the earth has ever seen. I seriously believe that the shaking that is taking place, the enemy means for evil, but God's gonna turn it into good. And remember that Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 12, the Apostle Paul says these words. You've got to remind yourself that we're not wrestling with flesh and blood, but principality and powers. There is an enemy that is at work. Literally, we are in the middle of a war zone. We've got darkness trying to take authority over the light and the truth of God's word. And there are new realities in this day and season that all of us are having to face. Even as a boy, I remember my dad telling and talking to me about what it was like for him in Holland as a teenager as the Germans invaded his homeland, the Netherlands. And he began to talk about how all of a sudden things shifted. No longer were they in the authority of their land. No longer were the things that they were used to have They were no longer available and so so there was terror and there was fear and there was again a change in the environment because of the war that was taking place. Do you know right now I believe that the enemy is trying to shake everyone that can be shaken. We've just completed a series on foundations. And again, our focus has been there is a wrestle that's going on, but it doesn't change if your foundations are firm. And we shouldn't be surprised by the reports that are happening around us. We shouldn't be surprised that at times we're feeling a little fearful or we shouldn't be surprised that we are not in control like we were in the last season, it seems like, But God remains constant. And from the very beginning, there has been this contending and shaking. And of course, there is this attempt by the enemy to discourage and to challenge the security of our own hearts. But I see as people are asking me, what do you see in these times? I see it as a time for adjustment. That God is wanting all of us to begin to look at our own lives and our own responses, not just keep talking about what's happening around us, but what's happening on the inside of us and that God is desiring for us to get a, get a deeper connection with Him. He has this eternal plan. I've begun to read many of the Scriptures I read over and over again as a boy. Scriptures like 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 10. Peter writes these words to the church. He says, the day of the Lord will come. In other words, the end will come and it's going to come as a thief in the night. In which the heavens will pass away with a great noise. And the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. Peter was saying, you realise that life that you understand to be will not always be this way. And I'm i not here to be a doomsday preacher. I'm not saying this is the end of the time. What I am saying is the Bible for 2000 years almost has told us, given us insight that God is returning. Jesus will return. It's gonna happen suddenly. It's gonna happen in a way that we didn't expect or we got used to life being. And these unexpected outcomes around us, the shifts and the challenges, I think, for me, remind me that I need to get myself ready because God is returning and the time here on earth is coming to an end. Goes on in verse 11 of 2 Peter 3. Therefore, since all these things uh, will be dissolved, talking about this natural world, what matter... Or manner of persons ought you and I to be in holy conduct and godliness. Again, Peter turns straight the way the focus in on how we are responding, not to what is happening, but how we are responding. So in these times of turbulence, what manner of person ought I to be? Well, what is the way that I'm responding as an individual? Not what is happening around me and what's my view on everything externally, but what kind of person should I be in a time where this world is coming to an end? There's a shift of focus that Peter is suggesting. Verse 14, Therefore, beloved, looking forward to these things, be diligent to be found in him in peace without spot and blameless you know i found myself reading this again this week and going wow so in these in times in these times where hell is revealing itself and the enemy feels like he's got the advantage what kind of person ought we to be are we buying into all of the might be's or could be's Or are we the kind of person that is focusing in on holy conduct, on goodness? Even though the world around us is dissolving, how are we responding? Verse 14, therefore, beloved, looking forward to these things, let us be found by him in peace. Let me just take a segue right there. As we get into the series, we are going to take some weeks to look at the end times. We're looking at what the enemy is planning to do and, in fact, what he is doing right now. But as Peter said, even in the most turbulent of end of days, when that occurs, we've got to stop and look forward. We need to stop and not look around, not look back, not allow the enemy to take our focus of what God is intending to bring to pass. Look forward in these things and be diligent to be found in Him, in peace. I wonder today if you were posed personally the question, are you constantly in reacting mode right now? Is fear dominating your conversations with people? Or are you in peace? Are you in a place where you go, well, The Bible actually describes that things are going to wind to a close close here on earth. That the enemy is at play and he's trying to destroy the promises of God in a human heart. But let's be found by him in peace. Found myself again, as I said this week, just pondering that and going, I want to become an agent more and more of peace. It's like, I'm not going to react. I'm going to be in this place where there is so many things around us that are unsure, but we can be in peace because we're in him. And we're going to decide what kind of person we ought to be. Just listen to your conversation to find out where you're at with that journey. Verse 17, Peter goes on, You therefore, beloved, since you know this beforehand, Since you know that times will change, since you know that the end of the world is coming, beware lest you also fall from your own steadfastness. Take stock, look again, that you are not letting go of the steadfastness of the relationship with Christ that you have, being led away with error of the wicked literally grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To Him be glory, both now and forever. I want to talk to all of our church here in New Zealand and Australia. I want to talk to everybody that's joining us online today. And I believe personally, we are in a season of global awakening. Let me think about that. Let me explain that. Let me just take a moment, even for my own soul, that things are not the same as what they were three years ago. And it's not just COVID. I believe that God is putting into play a global awakening. Yes, the times are changing. Yes, things aren't like they used to be just a few short years ago. But also I believe that God is allowing things right now to take place. In fact, I think God is even creating seasons that have and is beginning to bring the shift that is needed to his people. A shift in the church, a shift in the way that we do life. There's a global awakening because some things have got out of alignment. We'll look at that in a moment or two. You go to... Again, Pharaoh and the Israelites, if you've read through that incredible uh, season of time where God had promised deliverance, but then in that promise of deliverance, things seemed to go the opposite way. The plagues, the the outcome was not what the promise had suggested would come to pass. There was a season where it went backwards. It was opposite. But God was preparing something greater. And there is a preparation going on right now across our own personal walk with God, the church at large and the globe. There's a preparation that I believe God is instituting even though it's tough right now that's gonna cause us to respond a different way. If we could see the level of spiritual or supernatural activity now, right now, I think we would awaken to the fact That life will not be the same. This is the birthing of a new season of time. Even in our church, this year we started with a proclamation that we believe in this year will be a year of accelerated expansion. The reality of that is to embrace that means that there will be a season of accelerated contention. Because what in hell is happening? Got to understand the devil doesn't just sit there and say, I wonder what will take place? He's actively beginning to cause a shaking to take place in our lives personally and even collectively if we allow it. And we've got to stay the course, we've got to be in this place where we're going. No, God is preparing us for the greatest harvest we have ever seen. End times many people are saying so. What are the signs of the end times? Uh, I think for all of us, there is so much that the Bible gives us clarity on when we talk about how the end will be. And the enemy has a strategy. I think his strategy is one of confusion through a lack of clarity. When we don't have clarity, he wants confusion to take center stage. There is fear that seeks to dominate the expression and the outworking of faith. Often there is a sense, even in a Christian's heart and life, where there is ongoing or increasing compromise because we're drifting in a time that naturally seems uncertain. 2 Peter 3 and verse 17, we read, therefore, beloved, since you know this beforehand, since the Bible already makes it clear that things will be different towards the end, beware lest you fall From your own steadfastness. I'm looking to God in my own personal life to cause me to whatever is coming my way to go deeper than I've ever gone before. We've been sharing this year how that, in fact, this month we've turned 30 years old as a church, which is a milestone, and we all thought we'd be celebrating that collectively. But in those 30 years, it's kind of like it's not about the 30 years, it's literally about the preparation and the depth of what we allow God to do in our lives that is going to take us further. I took some time over the last few weeks to listen to a message by Jensen Franklin, and he was just, again, focusing in like we are doing on the reality that the end will come, and there are so many things today that would signify there is a shift of season like we have never experienced before. So I want to read some of the scriptures out of Matthew 24. Let me read it. Matthew 24 verse 1. Jesus went out and departed from the temple and his disciples came up to show him the buildings and the temple. And Jesus said to them, do you not see that all these things, see all these things, Assuredly, I say to you, no one stone will be left here upon another that shall not be thrown down. As Jesus is teaching the disciples and literally about what the end will look like, he said, everything that we have based our natural security in, every stone, everything that we have built naturally will ultimately all be broken down. And you could go, well, that's not a very good prognosis. No, the prognosis is that God is in the middle of this, but we need to prepare ourselves for a time and the end of time reality. It's sobering. I often think when you lose a loved one and uh, particularly when we were allowed to do so in New Zealand, when you're at a funeral, you sit there and you're reminded that the loss of something goes deep. And at that point, you awaken yourself. Well, I do to the fact of, so what's most important in the season? Jesus went on in verse three of Matthew 25. Now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to Jesus privately saying, tell us when will these things be at the end of time? What time will it be when the end comes into focus? And what will be the sign of the coming and of the end of this age. Pretty interesting, isn't it, that they pulled Jesus aside privately and they wanted to know what the signs of the time is right now. People are going, tell us what's happening. And you know what? Jesus was always pointing them towards the security of a Savior, not of the things that were happening around them. Goes on in verse 4: Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that. No one deceives you, for many will come in those times in my name saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. Verse six, and you will hear of wars and you'll hear of rumour of wars. See that you are not troubled. Even that point. See that you are not troubled. Yeah, what's going to happen with COVID? What? What's going to happen with the future? What's going to happen with some of the government rules? See that you are not troubled. For all these things must come to pass. And the day is not yet. For nation will in fact rise against nation and kingdom will rise against kingdom. And there will be famines and pestilence and the earthquakes in various places. All these things are the beginning of sorrows. Verse nine. Then they will deliver you to, into tribulation and they will kill you and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And, they, and, and then many will be offended, will betray one another and will hate one another. Man, all of this stuff. It's kind of like we think we're doing it tough right now. It's like Jesus is saying, you're going to realize the end of the age, the end of time is going to be very different to what you thought it was going to be. There is a lot more going on. People are going to be offended. There are people right now within the church offended at one another, offended by stances that they have or don't have. And there is the sense where the enemy is at work. So you say, well, what in hell is happening? We've got to watch out that we don't buy into the enemy's lie. And portfolio. Verse 11, and many false teachers, by the way, will rise and they will deceive many. And because lawlessness, lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. Verse 13, but he who endures to the end will be saved, and the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the world as a witness to all the nations. And then the end will come. So, as we look at that, I felt like there were four thoughts that come out of Matthew 24 we're going to set up this series with. And of course, the first one, as you read through Matthew 24, is the understanding for us as a church that there is an attack on truth alignment, there is an attack on the fact that God's word is absolute. And that we are called to live in alignment. And you might say, yeah, but I want all of the details of what the end will do and will not do. We've got what we have in Scripture and that points us towards a level of understanding. But I think when you understand the message of Jesus, Jesus wanted to take us deeper than the stuff. And wanted us to understand what in hell is happening. What is the enemy literally trying to do? with what is taking place. When we get towards the end time, when we're in the end time, before the coming of Jesus, there is an enemy that is gonna try and twist and cause confusion to take place. And there will be an attack. Hear me, already I can see it's happened and beginning to increase in momentum. There is an attack on truth alignment. And what did Jesus say in verse four of Matthew 24? He said, take heed that no one deceives you. In other words, take stock personally. In the middle of uncertain times, just say, well, is my life aligning to God's Word and truth? Or have I allowed the drift to take place? Have I, as I said in the previous series, have I allowed the removal of true north? And God, I believe in the middle of what we are going through as a world, is trying to bring back to the church an alignment of true north, true alignment. If you've ever had a car and maybe you've hit the curb harder than you should have and then you go to drive the car, if you've done some damage, you've altered the alignment of four wheels that make the car drive smoothly. Right now, what in hell is happening? The enemy is wanting us to begin to compromise the truth of God's word. We're in a world that is changing the goalposts is beginning to suggest that some things in God's word doesn't really matter today and we're losing alignment if we're not careful. And so there is an attack on truth alignment and God is calling us that we need to take heed that no one would deceive or take us from that truth. I think one of the greatest challenges are not what is happening to us but within us and today could I suggest as I encourage all of our church to make sure that we are people that will come back to the authority of God's word and stay with it we're not going to buy and well I heard this podcast and people aren't doing that anymore man I've had people say to me you know uh well the bible is outdated and I go no it's not it's God's authority That gives us the the power to walk through the most challenging of times. People kind of go, well, you know, we don't have to take responsibility for some of the things that are beyond our control. And I go, no, we have all a responsibility to live out the Word of God with everything that we have. We sang this morning here I think or or, uh, just recently that the battle belongs to the Lord, but there is still a contention that I want to draw our attention to and make sure that we keep true to the authority of God's word. Truth alignment. Stop this week and go, you know, have I drifted off some of the things? What does God's word say about that? What am I needing to come back? Second thought is there is also a shaking of inner peace in the season where the enemy is working and I believe he is trying to rob the purpose of God, then he's going to attack inner peace. Verse six, as we read, and you will hear, by the way, in the last days of wars and rumours of wars, see that you are not troubled. Now I could take a few moments just to talk about that today. It's kind of like I'm meeting people everywhere. And obviously as a pastor and as you're connecting with people, whether it's uh, again online or whatever, it's like, well, what are you thinking? And and, and, man, this sounds scary. And all of this is changing. And I go, no, I think if we're going to set up the end times well, is make sure that we are living according to truth. And secondly, that we will not allow the enemy's plan to shake us so that we lose in a peace. So how can we get? again, into a place of extreme worry. We can all be hit by circumstances. But right now I want to make a call to our church and say, you know what? God has commissioned us to live in peace. And when we lose our peace it's because we have lost the authority, as I said, and alignment of truth. But secondly, we've allowed the shaking to take centre stage. And many of us are in this place where we are in a storm. But we've got to keep ourselves in peace. Years and years ago, I may have told the story, but our three boys were, I think, all of them under about 12 or 15. And we went out on a boat. We had a very small boat and there were the three boys and just myself and the wind blew up. And again, we went across a bar crossing at Fokatani Harbour and it blew up so much so that they closed the bar. In other words, they didn't want anybody to cross the bar they didn't know we were out there. We didn't know that the bar was crossed, but I could see that by the size of the waves, it was almost impossible to cross. In fact, it was impossible, they would tell us. That's why they closed the bar. But I remember in that moment, when I was confronted with the life of the children and circumstances I didn't expect, I had to stop myself and say, what is gonna be Be the best plan of attack? The first thing that came to mind is don't react, but make sure that you pick the best set of waves to get through the bar crossing. And so I calmed myself and I allowed myself to go, you know what, we can't change the circumstances, but we can take the best approach through it. And that's what? Again, the power of what Jesus was saying. See that you are not troubled. Make sure whatever is happening. But Paul, I've lost my job. Paul, uh, because of COVID and my stance on the vaccines, I I feel like I don't know which way to go and, and my future is not secure. No, God is secure. And we're gonna come back again and remind each other, yes, there are some challenges, but we're gonna walk our way through the challenges. So pastor, what are you gonna do? We are gonna come back to the authority of God's Word and we're also gonna make a decision that uh, our inner peace will not be shaken because that's what's happening in hell, right where we are. Again, I love what's taken place, particularly in Melbourne and our church there and obviously the team we're working with. And it's also been in Adelaide and here in Auckland where again, we're in lockdown for extended periods of time. But we have got a sense, well, you know what? God's gonna use this time. God's gonna work through this time and so we are gonna stand and not give in. Man, even online, can I just say a few things maybe I should be saying or shouldn't be saying, but again, too many of us are in a little groups or we're giving all of our opinions and we're allowing fear to foster. Fear is a reality. We feel fear, but we are not dominated by fear. We are dominated by peace. Yeah, but I wanted to know all the events of the end time. No, you need to know and understand that there is an attack on truth alignment. There is also a shaking of inner peace right now, but we are saying, God, we are not gonna give in. Colossians 3, verse 12. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies. Literally put them on right now. Maybe we need to put some things on kindness and humility, meekness and long-suffering. I love verse 13. Bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you uh, also must do. But then above all, these things, put on love, that, which is the bond of perfect or perfection. And let us and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called, in the bond or in the body and in the bond of peace. And be thankful. You know that verse again this week is kind of like I, I've had to say to a few people. You know, it, it, it's there's a danger for us in our views of what the government is doing, vaccination issues. You know, the anti-vax or the provax, It's all that kind of stuff. It's almost like sometimes in the church, I need to shake some people, shake myself again and say, do you realize we're getting back to the times of I'm of Paul, I'm of Apollos. Could we be a church that can hold different views and love one another? Could could we be a church that goes, you know what? It's not wrong to have difference, but it's wrong if we don't align ourselves and allow our peace to be shaken. So now we begin to react in the middle of this. I think we have to learn even as a Christian society to be, to be able to live with difference of view that's not founded in absolutes of Bible. Yes, we can live with a difference of view, love each other, work with each other and find God's answer to every season. So what in hell is happening? There is an attack on truth alignment people are beginning to compromise what the Word says not to. Secondly, there is a shaking of inner peace. If we allow hell's perspective or the enemy's plan to come to pass, then we're gonna lose our peace. Thirdly, I think there is a challenge to stay the course. Verse 12 of Matthew 24. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many, said Jesus, will grow cold. I wonder if today, after the last few years, our sense of fulfilling the call of God's will for our lives is still centered to the stage. I think all of us know what it is to grow cold. Over time, you get in the wrong environment, you're gonna grow cold. But today, I wanna encourage you as we kinda just set a scene for this series. Let's make sure that we don't allow hell's intention to be our agreement. We are not going to give up on what God called us to do. We may not be meeting like we used to meet for a season. We will come back to that. Hear my heart. We will come back to that. It's knowing God's right time and our right response. But we grow cold because of environments. I got hypothermia one time out on the water because I stayed in an environment that was too cold for me. Some of us today need to come back and say, you know what, I've allowed circumstances to cause my temperature to drop and I'm not gonna live that. Let's go back a few years when Y2K was on the horizon. People were worrying. We were building supplies for years to come. Can I say this is not a time for you to decide to get some property and have a little hobie farm where you can be self-sufficient because of fear. Don't like me? That's okay. I am saying it is time for us to come back to the authority of God's Word. And before we even focus on some of the details of the end times, we've got to come back and say, well, what in hell is happening? The enemy is attacking truth alignment. There is a shaking of inner peace, and we need to come back with the stability of our relationship with God. And we've got to make a commitment to stay on course. Get back on the boat before COVID was existing, before you were challenged in your current circumstances. Don't allow the climate change around you to cause you to get cold. 2 Corinthians eight ten, And in this advice, or in this I give advice, it is to your advantage, said Paul, not only to be doing what you begun and were desiring to do a year ago, but now also there must be a completion of doing it. I need the team to come and join me. There is so much danger that we allow what is happening for us to change course. Hear my heart as a spiritual dad to many. What has God given you to do with your life? Why are you changing because of natural circumstances? Why and where does fear have the right to throw you off course? We are still here to follow through the purposes and the commission of God for us as a church, for us as individuals. You see, there is a challenge to stay the course. And today I just want to speak faith into your heart and say, stay with what God gave you to do. Don't all of a sudden be doing things that fear is dominating you to do. And then finally, there's there's a great verse in verse 14 of Matthew 24, as I said, Jesus says, and by the way, this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all nations and then the end will come. You say, what in hell is happening? The enemy is trying to shut down the role of the gospel in our lives. Man, I could just preach for another hour just on that. Maybe do a better job than the first hour. But there is a Distraction around sharing the gospel, and I kind of felt like the Holy Spirit just say, "You know, you've got a lot of things you could cover, I and mean, yes, we've got a few weeks to do that." But do you realize that the enemy, what's happening in hell, is he's trying to distract the sharing of the gospel? So we go, "Yeah, that's it. We're in our lounge rooms." Let me just ask you a question that, again, is not a reactive question, but it's a question I want to ask you: What level of focus, one to ten? Does the Gospel have the good news bringing to people in your world in the last five years? We as a church are trying to lift the fervour and the focus around winning people to Christ. And we've realised that even in that area, we have not been on track. And do you know what God says? You, You wanna know when the end of time is? It's gonna be when the Gospel reaches all people. It's not about all of the negative things going on. It's when the church gets active. And I feel like God is saying, Paul, for us as a church, we need to refocus as we've begun to do, but bring ourselves into a place where we realise when is Jesus coming again? When the gospel has to be shared with all people. So how good are we at that personally? And it was the last time we talked to family members, even on Zoom about our faith. Well, they didn't open the conversation. No, 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 you open the conversation. And at that point is where a shift begins to take place. Even Jesus put it like that. He said, you know, my food is to do the will of my father who sent me. And then he said, do not say there are only four months and then the harvest, but the fields are white. I reckon you wanna know the timing of the return of Christ. It's when the world has been given the gospel. And for me, that's a finger that points straight back at me and us as a Christian, as Christians to go, that's our priority in these times. Not to try and work out what the future of COVID will produce, no, it's to come back and say, God, you know what? I'm gonna live your truth. I'm going to stay the course within a peace. Even when I'm confused, I'm going to fight for peace. I'm going to stay the course. I'm going to keep true to what God's given me to do. And in that moment, I'm going to make sure I'm a different person. I'm going to reach everybody I know walking around our neighborhood. I am looking for every opportunity like I've never looked to bring Jesus up, to bring my faith up. I don't know if I could say this, but I will. I reckon as a church, by and large, we have lost our way when it comes to the gospel. And Jesus is saying, you know what? That's the very thing that ushers in the end of time. It's the very thing that will bring the coming of Jesus into focus. Could we spend this week engaging people with the gospel? And that's the point where everything changes. Maybe today you're online and you go, Paul, you know, I..." I've been in a rough time and I needed to hear that I've got to bring myself back to aligning truth and living within a peace, not changing course, but staying the course on what God gave me to do before anything changed. And I want to be someone that's bringing the gospel. And today, if you feel like you've lost your way with God, the good news is that Jesus is the forgiver Jesus is the one that restores relationship between earth and heaven, Jesus. He's the peace bringer. You can find a peace in an event, but to have inner peace is to know Him. And I'd love to pray for you today if you say, Paul, I've lost my way with God or I've never known the peace of God. I've never really known what it is to be in relationship with Jesus. This world is changing. This world will come to an end. I'm not sure exactly. In fact, the Bible says nobody knows the hour nor the day. But the signs of the time is that we can't muck around. And if we want to have the security that brings that peace, it comes out of our relationship with God. And I'm going to pray a wonderful prayer that goes, you know what, God, I, I used to walk with you, but I've lost my way. Or God, I've never known your forgiveness, which brings peace. But today I want you to meet me. And I'd love you to pray that with me if that's you, because that's the beginning of a whole new moment in your life. Let's pray. Father, we thank You today that You are the God that turns darkness into light. You're the God that brings brokenness to wholeness. You're the God that begins to exchange fear for a faith that can scale mountains. And I pray today for every person as we come to You that You would forgive our sin that You would become the centre of our life and that You would lead us forward. I just ask You that God, You would take us on a journey where we would not give in to what the enemy is doing because we understand he's confused, but we will begin to pursue what our lives were meant for. And that's a relationship with You and a walk committed to You and to know Your forgiveness and Your peace. We pray that we receive Your forgiveness In the name of Jesus, amen. We trust that you are encouraged by this powerful message. You always have a place to call home here at Life. And we invite you to join us for our Sunday services at our Melbourne campus. If you're not in Melbourne, then join us for Church Online, wherever you are in the world. Just head to lifeau.org to stay connected and find out more.